0: Morning, everyone. Welcome to this Monday morning devotional. And we are looking this morning at John chapter seventeen, and we're reading from verse twenty. This is Jesus praying before he's crucified, and he's praying for all believers. Um, so he's just praying for his disciples. Now he's going to go on to pray for those who will believe because of the disciples' message, which includes us. This is Jesus literally praying for you and me. And this is what he says: My prayer is not for them alone, not just for the disciples. I pray also for those who will believe in me through the disciples' message that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May there also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them, you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be where I am. And to see my glory the glory you've given me because you love me before the creation of the world and then jesus talks a bit more to the father after that here's a crazy thought friends um jesus talks here about how how will the world recognize what the church looks like how will they know it says then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me so he's saying something there's going to be something about the church the world will look and go, Yeah, that you sent Jesus, and that's the Father because that's not possible in its own strength. And this is it Jesus says, I and them, and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. And when you read through this whole scripture, Jesus he uses this word glory I've given them the glory that you gave me, and so this power, this authority, this um, the glory of Jesus. And when I think about why Jesus gave us the glory, I'm like, you know, he's going to like to heal people and to see the blind, um, you know, receive sights and see the supernatural provision of God and, and deal with all these things like these profound miracles that happen to understand the truths of Scripture and the depths of, of the cosmos and how God has done things and, and all this stuff. And Jesus says, no, he says, I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. And I don't know if there's ever been a time in history where the world has been more fractured and more torn apart. Um, In fact, when we read in the book of Revelation, it says one of the things about the Antichrist when he comes is that he's going to be a man of peace. He's going to say, peace, peace. And everyone's going to be like, wow, peace. Everyone's going to listen to him. And I can't help feeling that part of that is going to be as a result of the fact that the church, to some degree, we've lost sight of the fact that one of the prime, the way we reach the world is with the grace and the power of God. But internally in the church, we experience the power of God and the authority of God primarily to see unity. And it has grieved me of late as I've looked around and I've, how it's so easy for us to write off other Christians, how easy it is for us to write off other churches, Um, how churches speak so poorly of one another and celebrate when churches close and then go looking to schnaffle up all of their members, you know, to try and collect people for what sake? I don't know. Because there's only one church in a city, one church in the world that God sees. It's His church. And friend, our, friends, our unity is, is so, so, so important as the church. And unit, unity is not the same as conformity. In fact, true unity is, is most um, celebrated in diversity. And the world paints this picture of univo- u- um, uh, unity through uniformity. You've got to say the same, act the same, speak the same, you know espouse the same um, beliefs and and walk the same road and say the same stuff But when you look at Jesus and you look through the rest of scripture, there's this incredible celebration of diversity But the thing that holds us together is the glory Right that Jesus gives us the ability the glory the the grace the forgiveness the the power that God has given us to be able to have unity on the front foot with one another and that's what makes it so powerful. I often feel like in the church, I was thinking about this while I was reading this, churches are sort of built on, on three foundations, community preaching and worship. And, and the leg of community is often sort of swept under the carpet because it isn't seen as very powerful. I could believe in the power of preaching and the power of worship and prayer. And, but the power of community, the power of a community that loves one another and will do whatever it takes to forgive And to keep walking with one another. And to keep um, not taking offense. And to keep believing. There's something so incredibly powerful in that. And Challenging one another. Not just putting up with poor behavior. But challenging. But then forgiving as well. And and walking this road together. That we all are transformed from one degree of glory to the next. Until we become like Christ. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. He's like that they may be one Father. Just as you are in me and I am in you. And I I don't even understand like what that unity means because God is one, but he's three and one at the same time. But there's this incredible oneness. And I wonder what would happen if we as the church began to understand and believe that there is this oneness, that when we hear and we meet someone and we find out that they they love Jesus, there's this joy that springs up in our heart. Wow, look, it's another Christian. Look, God's doing some amazing stuff. Look at their story. Look what God has done through them. And that there's this incredible celebration and this oneness that your story is my story as well. And your wins are my wins. And your hurts as my hurts. And, but we go through this, this journey together. Because Jesus says when we get to that place, then the world will know that you sent me. And have loved them even as you have loved me. And again, I know I keep hopping on this thing. But it's not possible to do any of this without the power of the Holy Spirit. And to know that God loves us. And that we've received the love of God. I can't love other people in my own street. People drive me mental. I drive other people mental, right? We all up each other's noses and in each other's faces. But What Jesus promises us here is that the Father loves us and as the Father loves us, we are able to love others and that unity is able to be found in the church. And so friends, I, there's some really practical things if I can just speak for a second. That's one of the best ways when I'm struggling with a particular person and there's not unity, pray for them. And pray for them without ceasing. Keep praying for them. God will begin to change our hearts towards that person. Um, Look for opportunities to love others and throw bonds of love. You know, community doesn't happen by mistake. And And unity doesn't happen by mistake. It happens on purpose. And so, looking for opportunities to throw bonds of love, if it's just an encouraging message or a hey, you're doing so well, or hey, I noticed you were a bit down, or whatever it is. Just encouraging others, that culture of encouragement begins to pull that unity towards, towards one another. And also being interested in what God is doing in others' lives, not just interested in what God is doing in our lives. Gives us this incredible unity and understanding of how wide and how powerful the church is. The funny thing about unity is it gives us so many more opportunities to celebrate. You know, when I'm just on about my thing, I get to celebrate what God is doing in my life. But when I've taken some time to be interested in what God is doing in others' lives, there's so many more opportunities to celebrate. And so, can I encourage you to read through that, that verse? Jesus finishes off. He says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. If anyone had the opportunity or if anyone had the right to be offended with us, it was Jesus. We crucified him, we let him down, we reject him, sometimes on a daily basis, yet he's so excited. Here, yeah, you can hear this excitement in the voice of Jesus. I want those you've given me to be with me where I am. Lord, I could, Father, I can see them on the earth, I can see them doing all their stuff, but I want them to be with me in heaven. And can I encourage us to have that same heart of Jesus? I want to be with people. I want to love them. I don't have to be the most world's biggest extrovert. But Lord, help me understand unity that I can love and care for others. Hope that blesses you. Can't wait to catch up with you guys later on in the week.